Welcome to Birds of a Feather. Episode 17, Birds of a Feather. Listen, guys, Zach and I are now recording our podcast as well as recording a radio show, an internet radio show for you guys. All right. So if you want to listen to us live, go over to BFAM 109.6. You can find these live shows if you just Google BFAM 109.6. It's internet radio. Just go ahead and Google it. Yahoo it. Whatever. Whatever you use. Just just search it. You'll find us. We'll be recording our shows live Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Every Tuesday at 6 p.m. You guys can find us live at BFAM 109.6. So this episode here, episode 17, was our first ever live recording episode. We also did not forget about you guys. So we are going to be posting all of our live shows edited straight here to the Birds of a Feather podcast page. So you can catch Birds of a Feather live. You can catch us on a podcast if you missed it. All right. So this episode right here, Zach and I, like I said, had our first show and we talked about the Super Bowl. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. We also talked about the trade deadline that actually is today. It's actually in a few hours. We jumped into some baseball cheating scandals and then we wrapped up our big debate on Steph Curry and Trey Young. So without any further ado, guys, enjoy the first episode ever live episode birds of a feather on bfam 109.6 enjoy welcome, welcome to birds of a feather, feather. Zach, what's good my g <sighs> super bowl yes. yes we finally got a good one yes uh but i don't know the, the refs kind of ah, we'll, we'll we'll get into that later <laughs> um i will say congratulations to the kansas city chiefs Clap it up for the Chiefs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, congratulations for them coming back and, uh, and, and winning the Super Bowl. Uh, first, one in, first one in a while. I want to say they haven't, they haven't won a Super Bowl since the early 50s. Yeah, they, weren't they, they were in the first Super Bowl. They right? were in the very first Super Bowl. Yes, wow. they are. And the AFC Championship is named after Clark Hunt, who is the owner of the Chiefs. Okay. So that was big for them. Um, and congratulations to Andy Reid. That's what I was about to say. You That's are, the most important listen, part. You already know. Clap it up for Andy Reid. Yes. <laughs> you already know how we feel about Andy. Um, Andy's a, a hell of a guy, was a hell of a coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. So this was definitely something that we were excited to see. Um, because, I mean, let's, let's, let's just be honest here and be candid. Andy Reid deserves a Super Bowl. If there's yes. any coach that's out there other than, obviously, Bill Belichick, who is the – the biggest home. cheating coach. <laughs> I knew you was going to say that. I knew you was going to say that. But at the end of the day, you know, he's probably the longest tenure coach other than Bill Belichick. And I mean, he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. So for him to finally get one uh, in the way that he got it, too. I was going to say, isn't he the most? I think they said he was the most. He he had the most wins out of a coach that never won a Super exactly. Bowl. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you have to think, right? There's 32 teams in the NFL. I can probably confidently say at least. 17 of those teams has someone that's in the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, or head coach position that came from the Andy Reid tree. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you look at it like that, when you look at the the dynamics that he has or the effect that he has on the game, especially in the National Football League, it's amazing. So, for him to finally be able to accomplish that, kudos to you, Andy. Um, but you got that one from me. You, uh, yeah, yeah, you know no more, no more. Like, like no more. Uh, you know, if we see, if we happen to see you in championship, uh, I'm sorry. Sir. I was gonna say, I was asking my uncle back in Philly what sports talk radio back in Philly sports talk radio was saying about him, and I was like, were they hype? Were they not? 
He said most of the people were cutthroat calling in like, no, nah, we don't want him to get it. That's it. No. No chip. No. He didn't take it for us. He ain't getting it for them. I was like, yo, stop being. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, everybody wanted to put our Super Bowl loss on Andy Reid. Why? For what? Like, yeah. Andy Reid had nothing. Well, obviously, he was the head coach. It is what it is. But it's the player's responsibility to go out on the field. And perfect the game plan yeah, that was yeah. presented to him. And yeah. Donovan McNabb fell short in that. I'll be the first one to say it. And he threw up on the sideline. He definitely threw up on the <laughs> sideline. He tried to say, I didn't throw up on the sideline. Did you see that article, that Bleacher Report article? No. What? He what tried to that? get mad at T.O. because T.O. was like, yo, dude, you threw up. Like, like period. He, what? This is recently? This is recently. That? This is recently. Because, so, you know, I love Bleacher Report. <laughs> yeah. Shout, shout out Bleacher <laughs> Report. But, um, so, I'm scrolling through and I, and I see this article of Donovan McNabb basically having an interview with, um, gosh, I forgot the guy's name that I was interviewing him, but basically he was walking walking him back through what happened during that Super Bowl, during that Super Bowl loss, all right? Donovan McNabb basically said, you know, we had a good game plan. Um, there were a few things that I didn't agree with, but we felt like the game plan was perfected. We just went out there and got outplayed, Yeah. all right? T.O. came out later and said, yo, you threw up, bro, like, <laughs> like you wasn't ready for this game, but you can't be mad at him for that. Like that's a big game to be your first time. It doesn't matter. Show up. You've been to four. You've been to four NFC okay. championships in a row. Okay, but he was. Ner- you can't. He was nervous. You're Donovan McNabb. Show up. But he was nervous. Yeah, but you're an All Pro. Show up. <laughs> you know. You, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you, you want to throw all of these. You want to throw all these excuses out there for him? But I mean, he's a. He's Donovan McNabb, bro. Like at that point, it it wasn't like he's a young quarterback, a Carson Wentz, or even a Patrick Mahomes making it to the Super Bowl. He's a veteran quarterback. Yeah, a veteran quarterback that was in the Super Bowl for the first time. Yeah, that's the biggest game in the world. It is, and y'all like you can't throw up. Look at Patrick Mahomes, down bad. Bought them boys all the way back. Put them on his back. The refs brought them boys all the way back. (sighs) So okay, go ahead. Yo, so I was talking to my uncle about this. Okay. You watch at the end of that game. Right. All right. A few big missed calls. First, San Francisco had the ball. I forgot which yard line, but it was in the fourth quarter. I believe there was like five minutes left, if I'm not mistaken. Third and like nine, I want to say. And Kansas City jumped. Blatantly. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it. Blatantly jumped. I saw it. They didn't call it. Garoppolo scrambled out, was going out of bounds, and they shoved him. They did. Hard. Didn't call that either. And then they had to punt the ball away. So those three plays you telling me cost them a Super Bowl? Yes, because then Kansas City came back and scored. You can't, you can't say that. You can't tell me that three plays out of a fifteen minute quarter, right? You have, you have fifteen minute quarters. You have four of them. You can't tell me that it was a third down. I mean, I understand. And nine. I understand. If they, that. if they would have got either of those two calls called on them, they would have had a first down, and that would have changed the whole dynamic of the game. I mean, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, <laughs> and, and, and that's what I'm trying to get to. You know, I, like I, I go back. Listen, sports is about momentum now. That's true. Like that's the true. NFL, the NBA, it's about big momentum swings. Mm-hmm. When they when the defense got that stop, the offense was hype. If the if the if uh, San Francisco's offense would have converted that, that would have decimated that defense. So you can't really. I know what you're saying. You you don't really know for sure, right? But like that was a like, big. I, that was two big missed calls. And, and you know me, you know where I'm coming from with this. Yeah. I, I just don't like seeing that. Like, I don't like y'all can't tell me that these three plays. Like, I don't like as soon as somebody wins a championship, they're like, oh well, should they have really won? If this would happen, maybe they wouldn't have won. Like, come on, bro. But you know what I don't like? I don't like the refs deciding who wins. 
I don't like that either. And that's a fact. Because there was another call that I disagree with. Let me. I want. I wanted to know what you think. I really wanted to call you and ask you, but I knew you was going to be like, "Oh, don't call me, throw it again." <laughs> but this is this is what happened. Did you see that? Not or they called pass interference on San Francisco on at R- the end on Richard Sherman. No, 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 no. Not, no, he got burnt. Oh, okay. Richard Sherman got burnt. But Kansas City was driving. They were. I'm. I, I don't have all the information in front of me, but they were driving. And they called a big pass interference call when he He jumped. was in the end zone. He was in the end zone. He put his hands up. That was like blatant that. pass interference, bro. Okay, explain why that was a pass interference. Because my uncle said the same thing and I didn't see it. The rule is when the ball's in the air, you yeah. have to look back for the football. Yeah, true, I get that. But he didn't make contact with him when the ball was but in the air. But he didn't look. He put his hands up. He went up and he brushed him. That's passing. That is pass interference. Brush them. That is pass interference to the T, bro. That's brush pass them. interference to the T. Listen, you're saying a brush is pass. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because guess what? The rule is when the ball's in the air, as a defender tracking the ball, you have to at least look back at the football at least one time. He didn't look back at all. All he did was watch the receiver. I understand eyes that. That's jumped. what my uncle said. I understand that, but he didn't touch him when the ball was in the air coming to him. It was a brush. He just jumped and put his hands up like this. It was a brush. A brush is a brush. So if I, so if I am playing, if I'm playing defense on you, uh-huh. and I don't touch, I jam you off the line, right. but I don't touch you after that, and I just, I see you going like this, so I automatically put my hands up, but what or am, something, and I don't touch you. That's passing defense on me. I call that great defense. Because listen, what am I supposed to do? You're the defender, right? I'm the offensive player. What am I supposed to do when the ball's in the air? If I can't get around you to get to the ball, if I can't even see what's going on because you're then in my you face. lose the one on one. No, you bro. lose. You have to. It has you're, to be. Uh, you're not quick enough. You have to give them a chance. Like it has to be a chance for somebody to make a play on the ball. And by you jumping up, not looking back for the football, you took all of the offensive player's chance away from him trying to maneuver his way to catch the football. So he's basically trying to look around you like, oh, ball, 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 boom, it hits the ground, and it actually hit. It actually hit his hands before it hit the ground. But that was a blatant pass interference call. Blatant. And you know, you let me tell you what me. I would do. If I was a wide receiver, I'd run a normal right, right up, right? I'd fake like, as soon as he turned, I cut in. <laughs> <laughs> <You'd> be, <laughs> lost. That, that's those double moves for you, though. That's those no, 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 no. I, yeah, the double move, but I'm talking about fake like you're about to catch something. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was younger, a kid did that to me. He like fake like he was about to catch the ball, and I didn't look, so I just was like, jump, like, oh, he's about to catch it. He's like, and he cut it. I'm in the air. He over here. He's probably in the league. <laughs> <laughs> that same kid that made that heady play on you, he's probably in the league somewhere. <laughs> Facts. So look, question, right? Do you feel like Patrick Mahomes should have won Super Bowl MVP? Or, or, do you feel like the Super Bowl MVP should have went to Damian Williams, who had 122 yards and two touchdowns? Uh, I, NFL, I'm biased. Okay. NFL is all about QBs. It's all about quarterbacks. That's true. So think about this. If Patrick Mahomes didn't do what he did at the end of the games and help them make that comeback, they don't win. So without Patrick Mahomes, he's your most valuable player during the regular season and in that game. I don't know about the game. It's all about QBs. Like, I respect... Unless Patrick- it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Then it was like, give it to anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I, respect, I respect Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, you've heard me say this. Um, I currently feel like right now, he is the best, the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. But I personally think that that Super Bowl MVP should have went to Damian Williams. Um, like I said, he, he ran the ball 122 yards. 
Because even with even when they had four minutes left to play, the Chiefs were only up four. And yeah. then he broke. He broke up the sideline yeah. and scored. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like and he was running his ass off, man. He was running his ass off, bro. Like you can tell, you could tell he was running with a purpose. And for him to not even I, I, I don't know. Like I, I knew I knew at the end of the game it was going to go to Patrick Mahomes. Like I knew that. But like on the other side of that, I'm just like, yo, Damian Williams really deserved that MVP. How is it often that non-quarterbacks win in the don't Super Bowl? Win in the Super Bowl, it's yeah. not. It's not often. Yeah, there, I was say, there has been a few. There and has Patrick been a few Mahomes, times. like with the way he's been playing this season. That's true. That's true. Like, Julian Edelman won Super Bowl MVP last year. Julian fucking Edelman. <laughs> like what? In a what was the score? Ten to six or some shit like that? Come on, bro. Like. People win it, but I mean, at the end of the day, it, like you said, it is a quarterback-driven league. But I personally don't believe he deserved that. Yeah, that last time. So now, now I look at it as who's going to win my MVP like next year, kind of thing. Because I feel like with him finally winning the Super Bowl, with him basically solidifying his solidifying his status in the NFL. Oh yeah, are we going to see a, a a fall? Are we going to see him continue to compete at that high level? Compete yes. at that level of being hungry? Yes. You think so? Yes. That's the thing that these big time players always say. You win one, it's like, oh, you get that taste in your mouth. You gotta do it. You again. gotta get back. You gotta get back. Goes back to Zach Ertz. And he tweeted out. He said, "Bro, this is painful watching this yeah. game <laughs> after playing in it." No, right? And just seeing Andy. I mean, just seeing Andy in there. And then Andy tried to, oh, you know, Philadelphia had a part in this too. I'm like, man, it, that's it, my boy, though. That, that's my boy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I have, I have, I have no complaints with that. I have no complaints with that at all whatsoever. But Kelsey got himself a uh, a Super Bowl. He deserves one. Our center's younger brother. Yeah. It's, it's Philadelphia's riddle all Shady, over that Shady team. got one. Shady got one. I forgot about Shady that. Even one. though he was didn't hurt. even touch the field. Didn't even touch for the, past, the whole playoffs, right? Yeah. He didn't play the whole playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. even touch the field. So it was, it was good to definitely see Shady get one. Um, but, I mean, on the other side of that, though, as well, kudos to the 49ers, man. Um, they had a fantastic Amazing defense. They had a fantastic season at the beginning of the year. If you would have asked me, "Hey, the 49ers will be in the Super Bowl in the year," oh, I would have yeah. been like, "What? Hell yeah. no!" We said it in our earlier shows. Like hell no. We were like, "Nah, I don't see 49ers even." Like, we thought they were fake. Who's, who's in that division? Seahawks. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Yeah. We didn't see the win in the division. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even see the win in the division. That's all you had to say. But see, I like you know, like towards the end of the year, towards. The playoffs are, and I was saying, okay, but that defense, that defense is for real though. But I, w- I didn't expect. Do you it to think be- they're still going to be that defense is going to be that good next year, bro? I think they are. They're young. Bro, but every, but every year there's another defense. Last year was the Bears defense. Oh, the Bears defense is the best I've ever seen. Year before that was the Vikings defense. Oh my God, the Vikings defense. Legion, Legend of Boom. Oh my God, it's the best Wait, defense. Legion of Boom. That was year. a legitimate defense. They was for real. Yeah, they were for real for a while. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like the past what four years, there's been a different defense coming around each and every time. I mean, if it's not them, then who? Philly. So, uh, <laughs> bro, if we're healthy, our defense is great. Listen, okay, we need to get some DBs in first of all. All right, first things first. If we don't, if we don't solidify that, what's the point of having a dominant front seven when you can't trust your DBs on the back end? Like, no, what's the true. point of that? That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it was for me, personally speaking, I'd rather have a dominant front four, a okay middle, like a okay linebacker crew. 
and some shutdown, some shutdown secondary players, like period. Shut down corners for sure. And then the safety that can stay over top, or I can bring down to the box if I had if I was playing a crazy. So scene. you just want everything stacked. No, like, not necessarily, but <laughs> for the linebackers. Not necessarily, but I feel like the linebackers are they they play the they play the middle of the field yeah, a lot. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. if I can get enough penetration from my from my defensive line, then yo. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because the 49ers, that's their key to success, bro. Their front four rushes the quarterback. Their yeah. DBs sit back and their linebackers just play the space. That's it. That's yeah. I'm telling you, that's all they do, bro. That that front four that they have, that's what makes them so successful, bro. Like, it's crazy. But I mean, hey, football season is over. Yes. We're gonna take a small break, ladies and gents. When we get back, we're gonna dive straight into basketball, NBA. Welcome to Birds Welcome of to a Birds. Feather. Listen, guys, if you're getting married. If you want any sort of video or photography service, you got to hit up Heath Film and Photo. My man Brandon over there. That's me, right? That, that, that's you. Oh, okay, yeah. My man Brandon over there is lit. He got some dope content, if you want it, for an affordable price. So go over to HeathFilmAndPhoto.com for all your photography and videography needs. Welcome to Birds Welcome of a Feather. feather. Listen, you see them snubs, them all-star snubs? The only All Star snub I saw, only one. No, okay. I was about to say because I got a, I got a whole list. I you. feel like Bradley Bill should have been an All Star starter. Facts for sure. Oh, starter, starter, yeah. Who's the starters? I gotta look at that. Who's the starters? So, let me look that up real quick. for the East. Yeah, my thing is they made Trey a starter, and I don't. I that's don't, your boy. That's my boy, but I don't appreciate that though. I don't appreciate that because your team is still doing horrible. See, I don't like – I hate how people argue that. I'm so happy you said that. I don't like how people argue the teams. I understand – if we're talking MVP, I get why you argue the, the like the team success. I understand that. But if you're talking all-star, it don't matter how your team is playing. You're balling out. You're an all-star. Facts. You're balling out, right? But if the most prestigious award for an NBA player is the MVP award, is that correct? Yes. Okay. The MVP award is not based solely on that personal person, but it's based on what you did and what your team did as a whole. Am I right? Yes. So for an all-star game, that's also a personal award, right? That's a prestigious personal award. Yeah. Why is it not based on you and your team? Just like the cream of the crop trophy is. You know what I'm saying? That's well, that's, cream of the that's crop my tro- take on it. But the cream of the crop trophy, the MVP is way one. Yeah, I'm going to say it way more prestigious. Uh, prestigious than All Star. That's true. Like way more. And Bradley Beal. Well, listen, we agree on this. Bradley Beal should have been an All Star. He should have been. He should. I don't been know about starter. I'm just saying the snub. Well, well, if that's the case, okay. So, well, no, I'm sticking to that. I'm sticking to. I think Bradley Beal should have started over Trey. But we agree that he should have at least been on the team. He definitely should have been on the team. Devin Booker. He's in the West though. That's tough. But he's a dog. He's a dog. But he's in the West. That's tough. That's tough. I can name I can name ten players in the West right now that's better than Devin Booker. Okay, what about Kyrie? Call Anthony Towns. Cat. Guys, the West is tough, man. Like the it's just tough. It's tough to make it in the West. Like you have to be at the top of your game coming out of that conference to make it. If he was in the Eastern Conference, I guarantee he would have been a starter. Uh, talk to me about DeRozan. <laughs> Listen, Demar, man, hold on. 
Demar, my boy. <laughs> you going to show anytime you want. You going to show anytime you want. But understand something: you are overrated. Oh my gosh. Overrated, sir. I'm sorry, but the overrated the, the NBA has changed. Your style of play of you overrated? playing inside of the three point line. That's all you do. You play inside the three point line and get to the basket. It's not sustainable to win games over a prolonged period of time in that conference. Period. Overrated? Or in, any, or in any conference or in, in, in any conference in the, in the NBA. You can't do that. In the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference, you can't just be a primarily two-point player. It's not going to work. Period. Okay. Let's talk about the team. Since you want to talk about team success. Okay. Their team was out of the playoff picture. Yeah, they weren't playing too well. Mm-hmm. Everyone's saying, mm, the end of the dynasty. And them boys went on a run. And now they're in the playoff picture in the West. Mm-hmm. And who's leading that team? DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Team success. Ooh. And they have the greatest coach in basketball coaching them right now. <laughs> he's not playing. So of DeMar course, is. Of course, he's going to. Of course, if his team is tanking and he's a Hall of Fame coach, he should be in a Hall of Fame right now as he's coaching. He's going to make the adjustment that he needs to make in order for his guys so to, you're not giving, to get the best product. That so you're not giving DeMar there. any credit. <laughs> I mean, DeMar will go out there and two you to death till he gets 40. Yes, he will do that. But, like, like, no, I'm sorry. You might go out and drop 40 and your team still takes a crazy L. And y'all still look crazy. Uh, John Morant. John Morant. That's tough, man. He's playing lights out. Shout out to you, Ja. Shout out to you, man, because I didn't think that you'll be playing the way that you're playing right now. But you Clear definitely, rookie of the year. You definitely turned that whole Memphis organization around and you guys are on the up and up. But, no, he's not ready for the All-Star yet. Zach Levine. He's tough, man. He's tough. Now, his team, I think he should he's be. He's playing amazing. His team's playing horrible. That's what I'm saying. The Bulls are so trash. That's what I'm saying. But it's like, when when do you get to the point of not only being a scorer where you can score anywhere, but also being that leader as well? Which which I think this is what we're this is what we're coming down to when it comes to these all-stars. I mean, so okay, so let's go back, right? So the all-star game, especially the starters. This is a fan vote, all right? So mm-hmm. for the starters, so for every starter for the Eastern and Western Conference, it's a fan vote. So all of the fans out there, obviously LeBron James is always going to be in there. Certain players are always going to be in there kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Now, for the reserves, though, that's a little... That, that's the coaches. Just, yeah, that's the coaches. And I think in the East, how about go down, who's the reserves for the East? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to look for. Because when I think about it, I'm just thinking about Jimmy. Jimmy should definitely be in there, um, and, and he made it in. But Jimmy should have been a starter though, too. So it's like it, it's kind of tough when, when I think about that Eastern Conference. But when I think about the West, the West is like there's players that are playing lights out. But I'm sorry, you're not playing as lights out as everybody else on that list. You know what I'm saying? Now the mm. East, the East, there's some give and take where you can kind of be like, oh well, he should probably be in there, but this guy probably shouldn't be in there. Like Chris Middleton. Mm. I don't think that he should be a, a reserve. <clears throat> All right, here we go. So, <clears throat> excuse me, the Eastern Conference starters, you got Kimball Walker, Trey Young, Giannis, Siakam, Joel Embiid. Uh, Western Conference starters, you got Luka, Harden, LeBron, AD, and Kawhi. Now, Eastern Conference reserves, you got my boy. Ben Simmons. Yes. Then you got Kyle Lowry. Hold on. Jimmy Butler. Bam. Uh, Sabonis. You got Middleton and Tatum. 
For the Western Conference Reserve, you got Dame Dollar, who is on a tear like no one's ever seen. He's averaging 48 over the past three games, by the way. Ridiculous. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, the Joker, Brandon Ingram, Russell Westbrook, and Chris Paul. There's nobody on that list that I would take off from being an all-star starter or reserve for the Western Conference. Oh, you're bugging. Who would you take off? Ingram. Brandon Ingram is balling out. And the Pelicans, Devin Booker, the Pelicans Brandon, are balling. Let me ask you who you would who you would rather have on your team right now. Which be team, honest. Which team is doing better? It, uh, okay, it doesn't matter. That's, I didn't ask, I didn't ask you that. Which player would you would rather have on your team, Brandon Ingram or Devin Booker? Devin Booker. Period. That, okay, that's, that's a no brainer. Okay, so that's then, a no brainer. But if you're I, asking me at this point in the NBA it season, doesn't matter about the team. Bro. If you're asking me at this point in the NBA season, would I replace Brandon Ingram with Devin Booker? No. I wouldn't. Well, on the teams? Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't replace them. I wouldn't switch them in, in the If you take Devin Booker off of the Suns and you put Brandon Ingram on there, they win zero games. I don't know because they're winning, if, zero, if put, they're winning put, zero games with Devin. So I'm confused. If you put Devin Booker on the Pelicans team, they're third in the West. Third in the West? So I'm keeping Dame Dollar. Woo! That was a stretch, bro. I'm keeping Dame Dollar. Donovan Mitchell, okay, I'll give you Donovan Mitchell because he's unbelievable. Baby D-Way. Rudy Gobert, all right, three-time defensive player of the year. I was going to say, please argue that. (laughs) Joker, of course. Brennan Ingram, you're bugging. Russell Westbrook, okay. Okay. (laughs) Chris Paul, I'm so happy for him. So, yeah, besides... Besides Brennan Ingram, I'm fine with that. Now, once we get to the Eastern Conference reserves. There's a, like, Kimba should have been a reserve. And the Celtics, you know, that's my squad. But, I mean, Jimmy should have been a starter, bro. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Jimmy should have been a starter. And I'm definitely taking off. Um, okay, let me go up to the reserves one more time. You got Ben Simmons. You got Kyle Lowry. I'm taking him out, and I'm, putting, and I'm putting Zach Levine in there. No. I'm taking him out and I'm putting uh, Beal in there. Beal should be a starter to me. Beal. I'm picking Beal over Zach Levine. Yeah, that's true. His team has more success in your book. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Butler, Bam, who's playing amazing. But, 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 should he be an all-star reserve, though? Well, he's a big man, so who else are you putting in there? Enos Cantor. Uh, you got uh, Chris Middleton. You got Sabonis, who's playing amazing. Yeah, I like Sabonis. Sabonis deserves um, being there. He was hooping then, last year too. And Jason Tatum. Yes, bro. Baby Kobe. Baby Mamba. So Kyle Lowry got to go. Kyle Lowry got to go. And bro, remember we were talking about Pascal Siakam? That's crazy. He's an All Star starter, bro. Remember when he got his I bread? Know. We were like, what? <laughs> So he got his bread a year later. Well, not even a year later. Six months later, bro, he's an all-star starter? Maybe. He's play- Yo, he's went up. He's actually in the runnings for most improved player again. Again? Yeah, he is. He's in the runnings. He you is. know who I think might win that this year, though? Who? Probably Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram is a good one. Brandon I think Brandon Ingram, Ingram, Ingram might win most but improved player. But he should not be an all-star. The man's averaging 28, bro. Devin Booker, that's all I have to say. Devin Booker, you're bugging. Okay, Devin, Devin Booker. Booker's a hooper. Yes, Devin he is. Booker scores so easy. He just wakes up with 30 points. It's easy. Yeah, he it's steps easy into the stadium with 30 points automatically. 
they throw the ball in the air and go, just give Devin 30 because he's about to get that in five minutes. <laughs> like, Devin Booker go is a savage. Go ahead and give it to him. We know he'll get it. He'll be all right. He's a savage, bro. He is, bro. He's a pure hooper. But at the end of the day, bro, your team didn't do anything. And I don't care what you say, what it should They're not young. what it should not be. It that's what it is. It's uh how you're doing and how your team is doing. I don't this like is that. how we vote for the offense. I don't like that. Period point blank. I don't like Just that. Just like the MVP. Period point blank. So like, bro, if your team has been the sorriest team in the Western Conference for the past what two, three years, DC? Bad, horrible. Okay, but that's why Kyle Lowry made it in. Because he's playing good for his team that's High up in the East, but still, when they make it to the playoffs, they're not going to do nothing. But he's playing well, and you say take him off, but his team is playing so good, no, bro. Better than Zach Levine. There's so many people better like, than uh, Washington Wizards Bradley for Bradley Beal. Yeah, but I'm still taking he Kyle Lowry off. Him to kick he has a team. Bradley Beal has no team. Zach Levine has no team. Yeah. What do you mean? Zach- yeah, and they're doing everything. That's why they need to be there. Over Kyle Lowry. Yeah, Kyle Lowry definitely. <laughs> Kyle Lowry, bro, what? If I'm Bradley Bill, I'm tight. I'm like, you put him before me? I'll cook him. <laughs> like, are you serious? But it, it's funny, though, because I used to play, like, back in the day, I used to play 2K. Mm. And I used to always wonder, why the hell does Kyle Lowry have, like, a 90, at, like, overall? <laughs> was, he that, was he that much of a hooper? Like, that makes no sense to me. I would, I would never understand that, bro. Well, listen, he, he was a Wildcat. He was a villain of a Wildcat, so. He's from Philly. He is. So, you know what? Heart and soul. So, you ain't got no complaints, huh? No complaints anymore. <laughs> I forgot about that. Philly boy. But Ben Simmons is in there, and I'm thrilled about that. Ben Simmons should 100% be starting over Kimball. Ben Simmons is... You keep bashing him. He I'm not about amazing. to bash him. I'm not about to bash him. Just let me get my thought out. Are you going to let me get my thought out? Okay. Ben Simmons. Leads the league in steals. <laughs> ben Simmons is a bum. Like, <laughs> he's not a bum. Let me take that back. Let me take that back. I would love to have a Ben Simmons on my team, but I would hate for me to have the most dominant big man in the NBA, right? A solid wing player in Tobias Harris, right? Actually, and uh, Josh. That's what I'm saying. Actually, two solid wing players in Josh Richardson and Tobias Harris, even though Josh is hurt. Um, I need you to. Sc- I need you to score. I need you to score. I don't. I have. I have scores, bro. I have people that can put the ball in the basket. I need you to be a playmaker, and I need you to like. But who gets them the ball to put the ball in the basket, bro? Who leads the team in assists? Who's top 10 in the league in assists? That's, That's true. That's what he does, bro. And he averages See, what, what? I, what 12, I think is weird is 12 when Rajon Ra- when, when Rondo a game? won a chip. As when Ben Simmons, Rondo number one overall pick? Won a chip doing this. Baby bro. Nobody said nothing. How, but now Ben Simmons is doing it and everyone's like, How uh, physically gifted he is and he acts like a pushover? The same Ben Simmons? That's who we talking about? The same one that they deem Baby Braun? That can do whatever LeBron can do on the court? What is this? this Third, second year, it's actually your third playing? year, and you've second you've, year actually playing. You've though. attempted five three pointers in the whole year, <laughs> and and you're uh, they said they said Zion got more threes in, in a game in a, in, a, in a game that he had in his whole. That's game. what I'm saying, bro. Like, but who cares, bro? He does everything else. Welcome to Birds of a Feather. Hey guys, have you ever stayed at an Airbnb before? They are lit, but it sucks when you're forced to stay in one that hasn't been properly cleaned. Yeah. 
So for all the Airbnb hosts in the Atlanta area, please reach out to our friends over at Turning Light Cleaning to handle all of your rental units. TLC is primarily based in Atlanta, and they ensure that your unit will be cleaned from floor to ceiling, ceiling to floor, to get ready for the next guest. They even have a team of inspectors that can come down, place two sets of eyes on your unit, and let you know if there's been any spots that's missed or anything like that. So, And last but not least... The host gets a five-star rating to add to their page for all your potential guests to see. So go check them out. Turning light cleaning. Welcome to Birds Welcome of, to a, birds feather. of a Feather. What's up with these trades? Man, I want to see Andre Drummond on a contender. Yeah, but he's not the new NBA big man. He's not, though. He's holding his own. Was well, that supposed to be me? <laughs> you got to get with the times. If you don't get with the times, and get left behind. Facts. Get with it or get lost. <laughs> and that's 100% facts. Now, I will say... But Andre Drummond, kind of going back to, I'm not going to compare him to Joel and B because they're two separate players. Yeah, one's but it, a way better. Yeah, that's true. On a way better team. But pause. <laughs> but as far as the potential to be dominant in a game, he has that. All right, he's physically gifted, obviously, to bang down there to bang down there with those guys. And I mean, he crashes the boards crazy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he'll go and get you. He'll get you a 2020 game. Mm-hmm. Like like it's nothing, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I would love. Oh, to oh see he'll him. grab some boards. Yeah, like. for sure. I would love to see somebody like Andre Drummond on a team like the Portland Trailblazers. But they got your boy Whiteside, who you was hyping up all all season. Whiteside's gonna be a difference maker. Whiteside's gonna grab all boards. Whiteside's that dude. And I said, what? Don't I'm not gonna let you forget about Whiteside. I like Whiteside. I mean, he's and he's been doing great on the in defensive end. He's been doing great in Portland, yeah, but not a difference maker like you thought. But let's get him out of there. Let's get Nurk out of there. Let's bring in Andre Drummond and that's a nice bad. and a, a nice, nice role player. Yeah, and or a the, nice role play, or a draft pick. Yeah, that's not bad. You know, what I'm well, saying? there's there's some headlines out there. Um, the Knicks are apparently trying to get Kuzma. Kuzma, my boy, which I think would be good for them because the Lakers don't need them. He ain't really doing nothing with them. They don't need nobody but those two players, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Everybody else, you're just you're just a, a spot filler at this point. <laughs> like, I mean, Kyle Kuzma to the Knicks, that's is that gonna make the Knicks any better though? Is that gonna take them to the next level? No. Exactly. So but why would you do that to your franchise? Because they're not trying to win a championship this year. They know they're not. He's young, and he's going to be great for them in the future. I think you put Kyle Kuzma on a team where he can just be free and do his thing. I think he'll be pretty, really good. But this is my thing, right? If I'm the Knicks brass, and I'm sitting in that front office on the phone with Jeannie Buss and the Lakers, right? Mm. My question my question that I'm asking my front office staff before I pick up that phone is, okay, we bring Kyle Kuzma in here. What is the possibility of us re-signing him off this rookie deal that he's on? Because he's on a rookie deal. And... It's going to be tough to kind of convince they can. him. They can. What are you going to convince? He, oh, you'll be the face of the franchise, Kyle. And it's the in New York. It's New York. That's the thing. But you, that's their biggest selling. But ticket. he still knows we're still going to be sorry. Yeah, but Kyle Kuzma isn't a, a seasoned player that wants to win now. You know what I mean? An AD who's been in the league for some years, he's like, "Yo, I want to be great. I need to win some chips." Kyle Kuzma's not there yet. So I, I think they have a good chance of re-signing him. He's all about this, the limelight and the fashion. He do he's in New be, York. Yeah, he That's do. a good place but to be. But he's in L.A. right now, too, though. Yeah, but they don't want him. Uh, you got the Wolves, apparently. This is all he said, she said. But the Wolves are apparently trying to get Russell Westbrook. I like that. Not Russell Westbrook. Russell D'Angelo Russell. 
Oh, they're not trying to get Westbrook? No, they're trying oh, to get Angelo Russell. Russell. I like that, too. I like that. But they're I not like going to... Is it the difference maker, as Zach would say? No. Well, well, well. No. In the West? Is it a difference maker in the West? Okay. Exactly. What do they bench look like, though? That's, that'll be the only thing. Because Andrew Trash. Williams, Cat, Angelo <laughs> Russell. pissed over there. But he re-signed there. Why would you do that? And you yeah, he re-signed, and then he got pissed. <laughs> you got, <laughs> you got everybody. Listen. Every, I feel like every team is trying to get Andre because yeah. the Heat are apparently making some big push. Bro, listen, you get somebody like Andre Drummond, bro. You know no, you Andre Iguodala. Oh, Andre, yeah, that's yes. Right. Well, I mean, he's a, he's a wing defender, bro. You know you're going to get locked down. He's going to shoot the three. three. I was going to say a three and D guy, guy. Yeah. but he's basketball smart. Yeah, mentality. Yeah. How do? You, oh, speaking of, speaking of Iggy though, right? How do you feel about what John Morant and them said last night about him? What did he say? So John Morant I was and uh, Dylan of uh, what's his name. The he's a young guy went to Oregon, last name Dylan. Anyway, mm. John Morant basically they came out and basically said, "How do you guys feel about Andre Iguodala holding out and basically not coming to play with y'all?" And it was basically like, "Yo, like we don't care. Get him if you don't want to be here, get him out of here. Like we yeah. don't care. You don't want to be there, right? You know what I'm saying? And like it came out. So and then, <laughs> so and then I guess Andre Iguodala. I don't know if he felt some type of way or they tried to make it seem like, hey, they basically saying they don't want you there. So then that's when Steph came out with the tweet of Andre Iguodala holding up three rings. <laughs> and he put the emoji face on the picture like this. Like basically saying, basically telling Memphis, like, yo, y'all shut up. This man has three rings. Where? Y'all are I rookies. All this. Y'all are rookies that have nothing. Like at the end of the day, Who just like, came into the league. Yeah, like, like I, I figured, I think. I see where both of them are coming from. That was more towards Ja. Like, dude. You haven't even played a half a season yet. You're yeah. having a little bit of success, but yeah, please but relax yeah, and, and respect respect this game and respect these vets. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, yeah. and you know I'm all about respect anyway. But I mean, I just that's feel- pretty much what I did to you when we were talking about Steph Curry and uh, Trey Young. Yeah. So you were talking about that stuff for Trey Young, but me and Steph Curry over here holding up rings and MVP trophies. <laughs> no, Trey's. I still see. Trey. <laughs> no, I still see Trey coming. But um, but yeah. Wow. So, but that was crazy. Though. But if I'm Andre, I don't want to be there either. You gotta think about it like They're up and coming. Yeah. They're up and coming though. Why not? Because you don't have that many what? years left. He does not have that many years left. I you didn't that. read his book. That's true. I didn't. I read, read his book and he talks about his body is breaking down. He did some sort of um this new procedure where they suck your blood. I forgot what it's called. But what they do is they suck your blood out of your body and put it back in. Spin it around really quick and put it back in, and apparently that helps you to recover faster and different things. I like, forgot oh, what it's called, but I've it heard called? of that. I forgot what it's Women called. Women are doing that too for their yeah. faces and stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah. So he's he did that and it worked, but his body is wearing down. So he wants to go somewhere where he can win. Like he doesn't just want to go to this young team because you got to think about it. Five years down the road, they're not winning a chip. Five years, they're not winning a chip. You see what I'm saying? Like with the Blazers out there. The Pelicans in five years may be willing to chip way over Memphis. I mean, they're a good young team, but, that nitty, but that's all they are. The mentality that they have, though, that they've always they had that, that. But they're getting it back. They lost it, though. When Marcus they lost saw, it, when Marcus saw but, Zach but, and Tony Allen left, they kind of lost it. But when they had it, what did it get them? Western Conference Finals. And that's it. That's true. That's it. That's true. And Steph cooked them. Like, that's what it got. <laughs> they got swept that year, didn't they? Yeah, Steph kept cooking them. Everybody kept cooking them. They were a gritty team, but, like, it just didn't give them all of that hump. But um, So, what are they talking about Iggy going? Where are they talking about Iggy's going? Oh, man, they're saying the Heat are interested in them. The Heat really want them, which would be kind of scary for my team and your team. 
The Heat is the most is the scariest team in the East. I do Congress not want right to see now. them. In the yeah, playoffs. nobody wants to see. Yeah, them in I don't want to see them. Who wants to play Jimmy Butler in the playoffs when when not only does Jimmy Butler think the way he does, but he has everybody on the team thinking the same exact way. We're going to go out here and bust our ass and he, bust our ass all week and come out here and bust y'all ass no matter who y'all are. Hero. If it wasn't for Ja, Hero would be my rookie of the year. Think so? Oh, he's unbelievable. That white boy can ball. He be hooping, though. He got a crazy-ass jumper on him, too. And he be talking all cash, too. What about Ja? I mean, not what about Ja. What about Zion? He, he hasn't done enough yet? Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Get nah, let me, here, nah, let me not. Let me not bash him, okay? He actually is playing. He's balling. Way better. You let didn't think get- that he would be balling. Okay, he. How many games he played? Like a handful. Yeah, a handful. But he's balling in those handful games, though. He's being who we thought he was going to be, except he's not doing it to the level yet that we thought he was going to be doing it on. Let me let him, let him get like fifteen games under his belt, and we'll revisit that. Kevin Love is sad to say that he doesn't think he's going to be leaving the Cavs. Why are they doing that to Kevin Love, bro? Like no, at because, this point, at because this they want to get something back, like. It's Dude, difficult. Nobody wants to come to Cleveland. No free agents are going to go to Cleveland. And don't say that, bro. Free agents go all over the place. It's not just the Lakers, the Boston, the Celtics, and the Knicks anymore. It's other places. It's the Pelicans. It's Houston. Who's going to Cleveland, bro? Who's going to Cleveland to play with Colin Sexton, Tristan Thompson, and Darius Garland? You give you give Kuzma a five year. Two hundred. No, let's. They were literally. They would literally go zero and eighty two. <laughs> literally, bro. Nobody wants to go to Cleveland, bro. Nobody wants to go play out there. They don't know what the hell's going on with their coach. Their GM is young, and he's basically trying to piece it all together since LeBron and Kyrie left. Mm. It's dysfunction, and everybody knows David Griffin is just everywhere. Who the hell wants to go? Who the hell wants to go to Cleveland? Nobody. Well, you know, Kevin Love don't want to be there. And that's the thing about Kevin Love. It's like, dude. You knew there was you knew there was a possibility of LeBron winning and leaving. Why the hell would you sign a four year contract for what? It makes no that that made no sense. Like you and then you signed it on the year before LeBron was about to leave. Like it's called loyalty. It's a lost art in today's league. You want to be loyal to the Cleveland Cavaliers when they're not loyal to anybody? He did not know LeBron was going to leave. You got to think LeBron came back came home. Everyone thought he was done. He was going to retire there. I, I know I did. I never thought LeBron was going to retire for a cleat for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I've never thought when that. When he came home? I never thought that. So so when he announced, I, listen, when he announced that he's coming home, mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. to Cleveland, to his city of Akron, Ohio, mm-hmm. you didn't think he was going to be like, oh, I'm going to stay here no. and ride it out. You I really didn't? No, I swear, bro. I literally thought, oh, he's about to go home, win a chip, just so he can say he did it and did because he's that type of guy. All he wanted to do was come to the to the – the the state of the championship drought and win for his hometown and I knew he was dipping. I, I, now did I know he was going to the Lakers or anybody like that? No. So but is I, he going to stay with the Lakers for the remainder of his career? Yeah, because I think he only got two years left. Two. Whoa. I was. It depends on how he wants to go out. If he wants to go out on top, probably two. I'm gonna keep it real. So I was actually having a conversation with one of, one of my guys at work today. Right. Well, uh-huh. not today. This was like last week. Uh-huh. And this is when this is when Kobe first passed away. Uh, and my question to him was, do you think, and I'm asking you this now, Brandon, right? Mm-hmm. Because when I when I when I say it in my head, it doesn't sound crazy. And I know it might sound crazy coming out of my mouth. But do you think the Kobe situation messed with LeBron so much to where he'll unexpectedly 
call it quits after this year if they win a championship. Why would why would Kobe's death make him call it quits? Do you think Kobe's death made him realize how important it was to spend time with your family? Because Kobe played 20 years in the NBA and got to spend basically three with his nah, family. Nah, man. I don't think that. He's a grown man. He know he he's a big boy. He but knows. the way it the way it affected him though. So my my thing was, dude, you broke his record. You broke his record. You're on your way back. You're on your way back from from wherever wherever they was playing at. And you hear about you broke you break his record. He comes out and tweets. Philly. It was in Philly. It when was he broke in Philly. The record. At, from where he's from. For, well, not where he's from, but his. Basically, his hometown here. No, where, yeah, you know in America. Yeah, yeah, he's America, from Italy he's, originally. Yeah. Yeah. So from, you go to Philly, you break his record, you get on a plane, you find the out. The next day. Right, you break his record, he tweets you, keep going on, you know what I'm saying? You, you the king, basically. Yeah, the next day. While you're on the plane, you find out that he passes away. Yeah. You come out and say, the last three years, this has been the happiest I've ever seen Kobe with his family. Do you think, I don't think he so. wins a championship and, and, and looks in the mirror like, I have nothing else to prove. I'm done. Bye. Well, first, he's I'm not going to hang out with my family. He's not going to win a championship. That's first. Second, uh, is no. it a possibility? It's, well, I don't think it's a possibility. possibility. So, realistically, how many more years he has left, do you think? Um, it depends on how he wants to go. Michael Jordan wanted to leave the first, well, the second time, actually. The second time he wanted to leave, Michael Jordan wanted to leave on top. Yeah. So he could have stayed, went to another team, been that backseat type guy, which I think LeBron will do. You know why? And you know, you know why LeBron's going to stay? Why? Because he wants to play with, with his son. Yeah. We will be back with Birds of a Feather. Welcome to Birds Welcome of a Birds. Feather. Are you tired of waiting in hair salons and waiting in barbershops for a haircut? There's this amazing app out there. It's called Clip. And whip. Have you heard about this? This clip and whip. Yes, sir. Amazing. What you can do is you can jump on the app. You can click to what barber you want, and then they will come to you. You don't have to go to the shop anymore. Wait, they're coming to my crib. They'll come into your crib, knocking on your door, coming to your crib, and they will cut your hair. They will do your hair all did up for the ladies out there. What about if I'm on the moon? They'll fly out to you with NASA. Please go over to at clip and whip or contact my boy Miguel. Let me give you this number real quick. That's 678-879-8680. Welcome to Birds of a Feather. And we're back with Birds of a Feather. Zach, let me ask you this, man. Okay. It seems like everybody in baseball is taken after the cheating Patriots. Everybody wants to be cheaters now. The city of Boston is cheaters except for the Celtics. Well, it it didn't come out yet. We'll see. (laughs) Well, I'm going to put it like this. Um... The Houston Astros, so right now there's a few teams out there that's dealing with some cheating scandals. Uh, the first the first team that we knew about was the Houston Astros. Um, and then it came out that the Boston Red Sox was also participating in it. And then it came out that the White Sox, not White Sox, the, the Red Sox, well, the Boston Red Sox was in it. And then there, there was another team as well, like the Blue Jays or something. Well, listen to all the excuses. Yes, Carlos Beltran. Okay, that's what it was. So the Mets. Now, the Houston Astros, it came out. Their sanctions came down. Um, they did not have to lose the World Series trophy. And and let's be real. 
it's it would be tough to pull a, a whole World Series, a whole championship away from a team for why something that, like that. Why is that tough? Because what are you going to pull it away and give it to the other team just because? That nobody makes, wins. Nobody. Oh, so it's just a blank year. Yeah. Okay. I, now, I'm a, I'm really people think I'm crazy, mm-hmm. but I'm really a firm believer that if you're caught cheating, you're a cheater. You need your stuff stripped. You can't win. And um, a few months later, they say, oh, you was cheating, but we're going to let you keep your chip. It's just like, no. I'm just not. I don't, I don't even know how that looks like because I've never seen it in my time. I mean, I've seen some cheaters, the Patriots. But I've never seen them take away chips from cheating teams. So I don't know how that looks. But they need to figure that out. Because, come on now, bro. So basically you're saying. You don't, you don't steal a bunch of money and keep your money. What about putting, the asterisk, what about putting the asterisk next to it, next to the year? Like, uh, yeah, they won, but asterisk. So 20, 20 years when they're going to be going to the Hall of Fame, they're going to be like, 2019, the Houston Astros won. But remember, they was cheating. <laughs> Keep that in mind. But congratulations. <laughs> I, now, I will say this. It goes back to you. I, and this was, we were talking to my boy one time we were recording our podcast. Oh, yeah. And, we were, and, and he said, because he's a, he's a diehard baseball guy. He came out. He said, bro, baseball, everybody cheats. That's what he said. I hate that excuse. I hate that. Everybody cheats. I hate that so bad. When I played basketball when I was younger and some dude would hit me. Right. And I would hit him back and the ref saw me and I turned around and go, but he did it. You the ref go, oh, okay. Well, both of y'all. No. He said, well, you got caught, bro. Leave. Like, come on now. That's not how it works. We're adults. They used to teach you this stuff when you were a kid. Now that we're adults, they're like, well, everyone does it. It doesn't matter. And that's absolutely that's absolutely right. But, right, the Houston Astros are cheating by stealing signs, right? The New York Yankees might be cheating somewhere else. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's just like. They're not caught yet. Right. But, but, this is, but basically what I'm trying to get to and is. word might. Basically what I'm trying to get to is he's. He was basically saying that, no, they shouldn't pull the championship because there's so much stuff going on in baseball right now that the baseball world knows about, but they haven't came out and said anything to the public. So it will be like, if they were to do that, let's say they threw a team under the bus. That team will probably be like, well, shit, if you're going to do this, well, I might as well say this now. You know what I'm saying? And and expose this team. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be a bad look on baseball if they had to pull the World Series from that team. And the Dodgers said they they don't want the trophy. Even if they pulled it, the Dodgers said we don't want it. I don't think... Any of this is a bad look on baseball, honestly. Because they don't get a lot of popularity. They don't get a lot of popularity. That's right. You're right. So all this stuff, you know, what's the term? Um, how's the term go? Any any publicity is good publicity? Yeah. That's what's going on with them. All this stuff, I guarantee you their viewership goes up next year. I think Rob Manfred is just sitting there like, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> and I, I just watched a video. I wish I knew exactly what he was talking about, but I watched a video on why Baseball used to be America's number one sport. You know, okay. now it's America's pastime. So there was a video that explained why baseball isn't as popular as the other sports. It has something to do with the branding and stuff and mm-hmm. how they do it. I guess you can use NBA content on other things, but you can't use MLB content. So more eyes aren't on it like they are on basketball and football and NASCAR and all these other things. Mm-hmm. I don't know all the details, but this is good for baseball. This is in the long in the long scheme of things, this is good for baseball. But getting back to what you said. That all that is, he said, she said, like the whole. Well, we can't say nothing to them because they might call out somebody else. Nobody knows that for sure. All we have is what was reported, and these teams was cheating, and they need to pull everything away from them, and that's it. 
Now, if it comes out that every team in the MLB was cheating and they need to pull everything, just don't pull the Phillies 09 championship. <laughs> Go Phils. Well, see, and my, my thing is, it would be a sad day for me to kind of go back and see them pull. Let's say everything did come to, come to float, right? Let's just say everything was aired out and just like, look, this is baseball. Sorry, but we basically need to go back to the drawing board and create a whole new. Because when you think about baseball and you think about just some of the small stuff like the drug test situations, when you think about them not having a salary cap, like a lot of this stuff, these are old baseball rules that were set up when baseball first started that no one in baseball has sat back down and revisited. You feel what I'm saying? So, for instance, let's talk about the New York Yankees, right? Why do they always get the best the the best um, players out there, the best free agents? Is because they have the most bread. But they don't always win, so that's not that's not a good excuse. They get the best players, but they don't win every year. And that, and that's true. But I think it just goes back to the fact of like there needs to be a huge change in baseball as a whole. You know what I'm saying? Because well, here's the thing: if if it, let's say it is a thing where 75 percent of the teams are doing this one cheating thing. Like, they, I think your boy said stealing signs. Yeah, like stealing signs, yeah. Uh, if 75% of the teams are doing it, or even 100% of the teams are doing it, then you can come out and say, well, everyone's doing it. Now you can say everyone's doing it, so we all have that advantage. So now it's just a normal thing. Maybe some teams do it better than others. You can put some rules to implement evening that playing field out. But if it is what you're saying and everyone does it, then it's not cheating if everyone does it. And some people just do it better if everyone does it and it's proven. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking Cause about. Because that's because that's. But you can't just say, "Oh, well, everyone's doing it." I mean, come on now. Well, and, and I mean, on, on the other side of that, though, let, let's let's not get it twisted, right? So when we say everybody's doing it, I'm thinking more of the fact everybody that's that everybody that in, their integrity is messed up because there's some. Don't get me wrong. There's some baseball managers, baseball GMs, and stuff like that that love the game of baseball so much. That pays attention to all of that stuff yeah. and doesn't allow any of that kind of stuff to happen. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because of the love for the sport. So I'm not saying every single team is doing it. Maybe I should switch that up. But I but I am saying that I think baseball as a whole, every organization and plus baseball ownership, like the ownership plus the like the front office staff of baseball, of, of the major league baseball, they need to all come together and sit back and sit back down and kind of iron this stuff back out. Because I only see it getting worse from here. Like I see it, I see it getting to the point to where people will literally like stop paying attention to these championships and different things like that because they know that that team probably did something crazy to get there. Boxing. It's okay. exactly what happened with boxing. Boxing was wildly famous in the 80s and the 70s, early even 2000s. in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Early, early 2000s. It was wildly popular, but it got so corrupt that nobody really wanted to watch it anymore. Because it was blatant that people were paying people off, things were fixed, and there wasn't one organ. There wasn't. There's not one boxing organization that everyone falls under that oversees it. Kind of thing. All yeah. of it. It's just like your bo- you and your boys go with him and his boys, and y'all decide if y'all want to fight and where y'all want to do it at. You know what I mean? Right. So, what the Astros were doing though, real quick, what the Astros were doing is you say they were stealing signs and stuff, but I know I don't know a lot about baseball, but I know. How they would steal signs back in the day, from what I've known, is yeah, yeah, yeah. the normal telecast would ha- telecast would have that, and they would go back after the game and they would study it. And if they see them again, they knew, oh, this is what they're doing. Right? You know what I mean? 
That's not what they were doing. The Astros had a camera live feed pointed at who's doing what, and the boys was in the dugout like, hit the trash can. While the game is going on, like, that's insane. That is crazy. That, that is insane cheating, though. Like That's taking cheating to the extreme, but the whole organization knew. That's And that's the thing that bothers me the most, though. Did it bother you with the Patriots? Because it bothered me. It bo- I mean, you know the Patriots things bo- bothers me. You it know bother it, you as much you as know it bothers it does. me. You know it does. But does it discount how great of a quarterback Bill... I mean, Bill Belichick. How great of a quarterback Tom Brady is? Does it discount how great of a coach Bill Belichick is? Yes! No. Maybe not Tom Brady, but 100% Bill Belichick. You can't tell I me... I could be a great coach if I if I got videotape on everybody and I know what play you're about to call. I'll be a great coach. I mean, I can't come out and say that I know for a fact Bill Belichick cheated for six... Six championship rings. I can't say that. They have six. They have six championships, they bro. They cheated for all six. For all six, they cheated. Yes. That's so crazy. Listen, guys, you are listening to Birds of a Feather, and we will be back. Welcome to Birds Welcome of to a birds. Feather. Guys, I want to bring to your attention this business, this brand that's been drastically changing the city of Atlanta. They're called Show Love. It's spelled C-H-E-A-U-X. L-O-V-E. This is Atlanta's hottest new established brand. The Show Love team strives to inspire and exemplify progression and positivity in the Atlanta market. But most importantly, they want to solidify a loving atmosphere towards all. They specialize in creating the hottest urban clothing line that this city has to offer right now. And you can follow them on IG at Show Amor. Once again, that's spelled C-H-E-A-U-X-A. M-O-R. Welcome to Birds Welcome of a to Feather. Feather. Welcome back to Birds of a Feather. We're finishing this up with this conversation that Brandon and I have been dis- discussing since the beginning of this NBA season. But make sure you get the argument right, because you've been getting the argument wrong. So, Brandon states, so I came to Brandon one day, and I said, hey, Brandon, do you see Trey Young... Having a higher ceiling than Steph Curry. And what was your answer, Brandon? My answer was no. And why did you say no? I said no because of all the pinnacles and all the success that Steph has had in this league. Steph Curry is a champion, multiple times, three-time champion. Three-time. Steph Curry is a two-time MVP. One of them is unanimous MVP. One unanimous. Steph Curry is the best shooter anybody has ever seen, okay? Anybody has ever seen. And my old heads that's been watching the NBA since the 60s said, yeah, he's the best shooter anyone has ever seen. So I'm saying that that ceiling is so high, Trey is a dog. But it's very difficult, extremely difficult for him to reach that ceiling. So... Could he do it? Yeah, anything is possible through Christ Jesus. <laughs> but will he do it? I don't think he'll reach that high. Now, I am a pro Trey Young fan. Trey I'm Young. I'm a Trey Young fan too. Don't say it like my I'm boy. Be fan one hundred nine point six. You can definitely come on the show or on the podcast, yes. Birds of a Feather, whichever one you choose to do. But Trey Young. The way this man has been playing as of late, and this being his second year in the NBA, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Trey Young could 
eventually go down as the best shooter ever. Just from just from his ability to pull up from anywhere on the court, just like Steph's able to do. And I say he has the ability to because this is only his second year in the league. Yeah, before yeah. we made that before we made that decision, before we named Steph Curry the best shooter in the league, he was probably in the league for about a good four or five years. Mm-hmm. Before we said, okay, he's the best shooter in the league. And then after he eclipsed that, then it got to, okay, he's the best shooter we've ever seen. True, true. All right. True. So I'm saying with Trey, him doing what Steph does right now in year two. The shooting thing of him being the best shooter ever, I mean, that's it's a stretch. It's a stretch, but I, I can see I can see him eclipsing it though. For I sure. think I think he has a higher chance of being the best shooter ever than some of the other accolades. Because they always say winning a championship takes heart, grit, mental toughness, physical toughness. It takes a great team. It takes the last thing it takes that doesn't happen all the time is a little bit of luck. Okay. And Steph did that three times. He would have to do it three times. And that's not, I'm saying, could he do it? Yes. But that is hard to do. And that's You're a underestimating fact. how hard it is. I'm not. No, to no, no, win no, 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 no. Don't, don't do are. me like that. No, you're underestimating. Don't do me like because that. If you're saying that he can do that, you're like, oh yeah, I see him doing that. No, that's so hard. Players like Allen Iverson, Charles Barkley, Karl Malone, all these guys fought, 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 fought on amazing teams made it to the finals and fell short and they were unbelievable once in a lifetime generational type players and they still didn't do it and you see this one kid in his second year like yeah he could do it yeah he could do it it's just like come on now bro well this is the come thing on. this is the thing though right no let's let's be let's be candid now two of his championships he had the second that, best player in the NBA. Matter. He had the second best player on the, in the world. Are you taking away Scottie team? Pippen? Are you saying Scottie Pippen isn't an unbelievable two way player, top ten two way player in, in the history? He of the is. NBA. He had Michael Jordan. That doesn't matter. It does, he still won a chip. He still won six chips. Michael it Jordan. Matter. Listen, Michael Jordan. I personally feel like would have won those chips without Scottie. You're bugging. We won't know because we never we never saw it. Okay, but I think let me give you some history. Let me okay. give you some history. Okay, no player in the history of the NBA has won a chip alone. Not even Bill Russell. Not so. One, so you're telling me out of his eleven championships, bro? I'm saying speak speak your truth. Out of his eleven championships, not okay. one of those. Okay, he didn't win one of those by himself. No player in the history of the NBA, not the ABA, <laughs> the NBA has ever won a championship alone. No player has ever done it. The only player that – oh, two, two players that came close. One came close than the other. Only two players that came close was my boy, Allen Iverson, in 2001. He had the Kente, but the Kente was old. He wasn't – the Kente – No, no, no. The Kente – No, no, no. He was when he was in Atlanta, okay? AI came close, and then LeBron got swept by the Spurs. The only two players in the history of the NBA to ever do it. Every other, the Pistons, all those Lakers teams, all those Celtic teams, all those Bulls teams, uh, the Lakers teams in the second half, all those Spurs teams, all them guys, every single one of them guys had two, three other players, big players, all-stars, Hall of Famers on their team. They all did. So you saying Steph Curry had help 
Everybody had help, No, bro. they didn't have the kind of help that Steph Curry had, though. Steph Curry, literally, at, at one point for two years, they had four All-Stars in their starting five. Four. Not, and not just regular All-Stars. Four starters. So what are you saying? Four starters, So bro. you're taking away his champ. You, Zach, from Atlanta... Originally from Vegas, it's taking away Steph Curry championships. No, but I'm saying I'm only giving I'm only giving him one that he that I feel like he's really earned that he deserves to boast about. The other two, no, sir, you had Kevin Durant on your team who won Finals MVP both years. Mind you, the first championship you won, you didn't even win Finals MVP. Andre Iguodala won Finals MVP. MVP. What do you mean? Okay, two time most valuable player. Okay, you see, I can see Trey. I can see Trey winning two. A unanimous? No, I don't see that. that I don't see that, especially with him being in the same league as Luca. Yeah, I don't care. In the about same years, Luca. That, that really doesn't matter. It was just impressive. The first player, the only player to ever do it. But anyway, two MVPs is tough, bro. You don't understand how tough it is to reach Steph Curry. You just don't get how tough that is. You say it like he can just do it. He's amazing. He's amazing. Does he have a higher chance than some of these other players in the league? Yes. But for me to just say it in his second year, it's like, yo, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Social media got everybody tripping. They see these players like, oh, look at that crossover. He's going to be better than Steph and LeBron and Kobe and Jordan. Relax. Guys, thank you guys so much for locking in with us. Birds of a Feather. See you guys next Tuesday, 6 p.m. Deuces. Peace. The Birds of a Feather.